and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David, yes. how you doing? I'm, well, I'm despondent, but we'll get to that later. Oh, okay. All right. Did, I, did, did, I don't think I know where you're headed. No, you don't, because I haven't talked about it yet. Oh, good. All right. Well, it'll be a fun surprise for all of us then. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna get the guest's uh, opinion. We have a guest. Indeed, yes. But we have some... Uh, uh, chores to do first. Absolutely. We have to do our chores before we can go out and see if our friends want to ride bikes. Right? Absolutely. Well, as listeners know, I don't know how to ride a bike. So, uh, dude, I don't know if listeners do know that. I don't know I've if we, put that, I've put that out there before. I don't know if we remind them often enough that you, not that you, they need to know. That's all right. Plenty of people when I was younger reminded everybody often enough. So it's, it's okay. It's a little uh, weird. It is a little weird. And it's not it's, too late to learn. Uh, I know I'm, uh, working on it. So, don't worry. It's, uh, yeah, uh, something I'll tell you about off air. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I got distracted by my shame. You're going to talk about some comedies. Yes, okay. So, all right. uh, Listeners, you've only got about a week and a half, and by the time this goes up, you'll have, like, about a week to get in your ten submissions for our top 50 comedies list. It's really coming together. A lot of people have, have started uh, sending them in, and the, sh- the, the, the list is really starting to take shape. It's very exciting. The, uh, the top five or six miles ahead of everything else. Really? It's astounding. But, but it's a real horse race with those five? Yeah. That's fun. Like, it's, it's within, like, two votes here. You know, one vote separates, like, four and five, I think. I mean, it really, it's, it's exciting. Um, and the two of them are the movies that you and I always go to, but some of them uh, surprise me. And I so, can't wait till we find out what the top fifty comedies of all time are. It's according it's to our listeners. Our listeners, yeah. And there's a, there's a couple surprises in there. There's a couple movies that I've never seen, uh, and there's a couple that frankly I've not even really heard of. And so huh. uh, that's very that are that are doing well as far as submissions. And so I'm that's excited. Um, I, you yeah. can't say. So you'll email me, Tyler, at BattleshipPretension.com. Yeah, I would say titles, but I don't want to sway anybody. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to sway. Um, so email me, Tyler, at BattleshipPretension.com by August 31st. By August 31st. And I will say what I said last week, which is, uh, this is the ten movies that you think absolutely belong on the list. Based on what people have, uh, the comments that people have included in their emails, I will repeat if okay that one movie or maybe those two movies that you're not including on your list because you assume other people are including them they're not (laughs) all right (laughs) go ahead and include them if you think they belong on your list put them in there yeah all right this is how bad things happen this is like when Bart (laughs) ran for uh, class president (laughs) absolutely exactly (laughs) and so uh so yeah just if you genuinely think it belongs on the list Incorporate it. We want it to be that. We don't want anybody trying to game the system or anything. So, okay. So that there's that. Very excited. We'll reveal the list uh, in September. We're not exactly sure when. We, we'll have a guest for that, and, and we got to look at his schedule. But uh, anyway, we do have a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, aside from our usual uh, tweaked audio. We'll get to, we'll that, get to that in a later. Uh, let's okay. Put a, let's put a pin in that for now. Absolutely. I do like that phrase. Um, all right. This episode is brought to you by, how did we say we were going to say it? You, aperture is how I believe it is said, but I believe even though last it's not time, spelled like the word aperture. Right. We yeah we say it, said it last week aperture, but I feel like they may not might not like us just mispronouncing the name, or maybe we are getting it. But right. it's yeah A P U like the yeah. Simpsons character apparently got Simpsons on the brain. Yeah. Uh, T U R E. 
Absolutely. Aperture. Speaking of Simpsons on the brain, we'll get to the sponsor in a moment. I know they paid us, but we'll get we'll get to you. Um, because of this every Simpsons ever you thing. Mean, oh, you mean hashtag every Simpsons ever? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, first off, it's exciting uh, that that's happening, but at the same time... And it's like the first time people have been talking about The Simpsons in any real way for years. Yeah. Uh, but, but I also, don't have FXX. Neither do I. Uh, but nonetheless, people are like, oh, I'm so excited. It's like, that ex- you know that excitement's going to wear off after about 150 episodes. Right. And then they're going to keep going, <laughs> not unlike they have for the last 10 years. Um, but there is a – it's interesting how much – how many Simpsons quotes that are completely out of context, by the way, still work their way into my head. It's one thing if somebody says something and that that reminds you of a quote uh-huh. that has to do with that. Homer Simpson not understanding the concept of hired goons. I don't remember that. It's uh, basically I think it's when he's the union boss and uh, and Burns sends some hired goons to pick him up and Homer just keeps going hired goons like he just doesn't get it and they repeat it over and over until finally like. Uh, Burns says, he says, I'm sorry to have brought you here, but you know, sometimes it's just, it only works with hired goons. And he goes, hired goons. Like he just still doesn't understand. I have no it. recollection of this oh, episode. It is one of the, one of my favorite Simpsons sequences. We will move on to aperture and then okay. our guest. I apologize. Yeah. I, I would sit here and talk about all my favorite things that Mr. Burns says, which is most of my favorite things are oh, things yes. that Mr. Burns says. Yes. Uh, I'll say one, one. Okay. and then we can uh, ask the guests later Absolutely. what her favorite Mr. Burns quotes are. But the one where Burns' plans are coming together, and he says, someone up there likes me, Smithers. And Smithers says, someone down here likes you too, sir. And he goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Back to the... I suspect the you need more practice operating your telephone machine. I like that one. Okay, we're moving on. I apologize. Sorry, Aperture guys. Uh, thanks for the sponsorship. This episode is brought to you by Aperture, a movie equipment company committed to providing quality equipment at an actually affordable price. The company was founded by photographers and filmmakers that struggled with the steep cost of professional-grade equipment. So they set out to sell gear at prices that will actually allow somebody to pursue their dream of filmmaking without going bankrupt. And right now, they're holding the Aperture at All Costs video contest. They are giving away thousands of dollars in lights, microphones, and monitors for artists that can best show why they are pursuing the path of art at all costs. For more information, just go to Aperture.com. That's A-P-U-T-U-R-E.com. Or click on the banner ad at BattleshipPretension.com. So that's very exciting. I know a number of independent filmmakers that would uh, appreciate that. Yeah. So... Look into it. And they ship all over. So it's not just like Los Angeles-based. Okay. We have required way too much silence from our guest. Indeed. You really need to bring her on. Absolutely. She's been very patient. So thank you for that. Okay. Uh, Listeners, I want to take you back. Like a year and a half. Okay. Uh, When I, and maybe even longer, I don't don't totally remember. Uh, When I would not shut up about uh, an independent horror film that I really enjoyed uh, called Entrance. We have had the filmmakers on the show. You and it, I provided a commentary track for the DVD. Right. It was on your top ten that year. It was. It was my number ten. Okay. <laughs> there were nine movies that beat it. And see, this is why you say top ten, so you don't have to say it's the last one. Yeah, but the last in top... Yeah, I, I feel like I need to be honest. You okay. Know, maybe <laughs> right. if the film had been better, it would have gone higher. Um, <laughs> also, out of like... We'll the get some opinions on that. After like the 50 or some odd movies, I see... 
in a given year, number 10 is not bad. Okay. So, anyway. Um, look, they're, they should be happy just to hang with me. Um, so, uh, let's, let's introduce anyway, the goddamn and the, and the thing is this. Uh, here's, here's what's what's so exciting, is that uh, the film was very polarizing in the world of uh, horror fans. One thing everybody agreed on was the performance of the lead actress, Susie Block. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we decided it's we've we've known Susie for a couple of years and we've never had her on. And so I invited Susie on and she is here right now. Susie Block. Susie, how you doing? Hello. Thank I you was, for being so quiet. I was actually in the top 10 of my class. I was number yeah. 10. There you go. In a class of 11. <laughs> so, but I was in the top 10. Well, before we get started, do you have a favorite Mr. Burns quote? Um, I, I wish I watched yeah. more of The Simpsons. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I've got I good know. news for you. If you have FXX, <laughs> yeah. then you can uh, watch all of them. I know that Sam Simon just rescued 400 chinchillas. And he was co-founder of The Simpsons. So oh, how about that? There's That's that. exciting. Didn't yeah. know about that. I'm going to start watching The Simpsons That's again, great. just on right. principle. That's great right. for those chinchillas. Yeah. Um, Rescued. Now, um, David, we, you're despondent. Oh, yeah. We want to get to know you. Yeah. Okay. But first, yes. That's what the episode's going to be. Uh, yes. There is something on my mind. There's a movie the, uh, out in theaters this weekend. Um, it's called If I Stay. It stars Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, Josh Leonard and... Oh, uh, yeah. The woman from The Killing, whose first name I don't know how to pronounce. Okay. Uh, Maria. I, I like that show. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I, I, I saw it with some people. I can't, I'm not going to go into details, but I saw it with some people and I don't think it's a very good movie. Um, it's pretty corny. Um, I mean, it's not like a travesty. There are some things that I'm always like wary of movies that are trying too hard to like prove that they're into what I like. So if someone starts talking about like Debbie Harry or Iggy pop, like they talk about in this movie, uh, yes. it's a little too on the nose for me. And it kind of like, I read about this. Yes, uh, that's kind of off putting to me, but anyway, the movie's a little corny, but, uh, it, it hits all these buttons and I cried a lot during the movie. Really? Uh, I say, I don't know why you're surprised. I cry. I'm an easy cry when it comes to movies and TV shows and fucking YouTube videos. I'm a pretty easy cry. And, um, there are two things that really, flabbergasted me about some of the people that I know's reaction to that was um, a the idea that a movie can be bad and still make you cry because it hits those it manipulates mm-hmm. those it's almost like a you know you your doctor hits your knee with a little like right. triangle thing you're gonna it's a reflex that's part of it the other part was this idea that uh, there was something weird about me crying at a movie because I'm a man Oh, okay. that seemed, and it came up, and it—that's when, when I say I'm despondent. It's like I—I I feel like I wake up and go to work and live my life in Los Angeles in 2014. But then every once in a while, it feels like I'm somewhere in the middle of the country in the 1950s. Uh, it, with this old-fashioned way of way of thinking, um, I want to get Susie's opinion Absolutely. on men crying at movies. Um, I think it's okay. I cry a lot. Um, in movies, I, I cried at a bad movie recently too with Dakota Fanning. It's like British. It's called Right Now, and she's like given up her cancer treatment. And she's just gonna die, and she wants to have love. And I did the same thing. I sat yeah. in my living room, bald the whole time. 
But I've seen, I've gone to movies with guys where they, they've cried. I have a friend who lost a mom mm-hmm. um, to cancer, and he cried in the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy, where oh, yeah. it's like a cheesy scene, but it really, it really hit him, and, mm-hmm. and he cried. So I think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, I, 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 it depends I, on, like, I, I, I guess it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I'm okay with guys crying in general. I think I don't want you like sobbing for no reason, but like right, yeah. I think it's kind of sweet. I can't I guarantee I that I'm not going to tear up during the, this episode. Um, uh, <laughs> I did last episode when we were talking about Robin Williams. Oh well, yeah, um, absolutely. But like my dad, you met my dad mm-hmm. was uh, like, I mean almost like uh, the, he's like my dad was a real manly guy. You yeah. know, he was a, he's a big, mechanic. Yeah, slab of a guy with calluses on his hands. He was a mechanic. He was. Uh, yeah, sort of the quintessential sports fan, manly guy. But um, he cried at movies. I remember seeing we saw Titanic. My dad cried at Titanic, and mm-hmm. I, I. So maybe I was just I was just fortunate to be raised by enlightened people. Yeah. Uh, but it really like it really shocked me that so many people in this day and age, and frankly in uh, what's considered to be a pro- progressive part of the country. Um, so are these have, friends of yours that are... That I, are I don't want to go into the movie. Okay. And the, I mean, I got mad at a guy who dumped me, and then he started crying, and I was mad <laughs> that he was crying. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting dumped. Why are you crying? Like, I'm not even crying. Why are you crying? I'm mad right now. But why are you... So this is how the that's, guys get you. They turn on the waterworks. That's, that's the time that I was upset. they just manipulate you. Absolutely. That a guy cried, but otherwise I think it's okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, my dad cried during the Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's one little guy, yeah. Yeah, and that's, the, a, that's yeah. tough not to. I've, but if I'm in the right, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, if I'm in the right headspace, I'll cry at fucking Kill Bill. If there's like, whenever there's any sort of emotional crescendo, if I'm if I'm tired, like if I'm in the right place, it'll like. Humane Society it'll videos get me. Get me. <laughs> Yeah, Susie and I uh, were talking about a movie that I did not like called uh, Into the Storm uh, that we both saw uh, right before. We didn't see it right before we started recording. We were talking about it. And and you you cried when the storm died? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like, oh, now I got to listen to the damn dialogue again. Um, But uh, that's that's not a good movie in many ways. And any character moments are pretty bad. But you know what? Damn it. There's one moment. And I like I get a little misty. Like, I don't I never really sob or anything my wife has commented on it she's like wait are you are you done crying now i was like oh yeah she goes that was like nothing and i think well that happened yeah that happens a lot so i get you in quantity not quality and so uh but i got a little misty when uh they've got the when the two kids are about to drown and the water's like right up to their chin and they're saying goodbye to their families oh yeah and i think it's it's written terribly of course <laughs> but right. it's but it's acted very well yeah and uh and i was just like oh there's something about saying goodbye and it's like i know they're probably going to get out of this but they don't think so and i believe that they don't think so and they're saying goodbye and it's uh, i don't know it's i i liked that and i got a little bit misty in a movie that i think is awful <laughs> um so yeah it it happens yeah cool. i got misty in ai Oh, where absolutely. they left Teddy in the ocean oh, yeah. down by himself. I lost my mind. Yeah. I couldn't oh, handle it. Getting, I cried. That's going to get me. I, I cried I really hard. Years. Like That's actually like an entrance where I have to cry. Mm-hmm. I was not having a crying day that day at all. And Dallas and Patrick were like, what can we do? And I'm like, you can put an AI. <laughs> and you just put it that moment and I'll be okay. And yeah. he was like, all right. So I did that. And then I watched the Mean Society videos. And then I walked into the door. And then I cried. <laughs> and then they got me too, where they put photos of like 
Daryl in my mail. Oh. So, but yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a sad moment in, in entrance. There yeah. is, there is a, a movie that I will, I will, if, if ever I like cry instead of just get misty, like I actually cry. It is in the movie Millions, directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, and this is something that absolutely it, it taps into the, the dead dad thing that I have. Because my dad is dead. It's not just a weird thing I have. Um, but uh, there's a part where he's uh, the main character, this this young boy, like he sees, you know, these various saints throughout the film that nobody else sees and all that. And then it, towards the end of the film, he sees his mother who has passed away and they're talking. It's like, OK, that's fine. And then uh, and then when the scene is over, she says, like, you know, uh, aren't you aren't you going to say goodbye? And I'm like, oh, and it gets me every time because there's something about not being able to say goodbye and I wasn't able to say goodbye and it's just like that idea is so rough that I actually at the arc light I happened to see Danny Boyle and my friends are like you should go say something to Danny Boyle I'm like I don't ah. and because of that movie I was like okay I actually have something to specifically say to him about something he did that means something to me so we talked very briefly I talked about that scene and what mm-hmm. it meant to me and then he talked about reading that in the script and he, crying himself at that moment specifically. And then I said, like, all right. <laughs> then you, then you, oh, well, flat, you trampled everything the, the moment you just shared by giving him a business card. I sold this well because I said, all right, here's the deal. I said, my, oh, and I, I always blame you, by the way. Uh, I always uh, say, like, my co-host would kill me if, oh, I, sure, if yeah. I meet you and I don't do this. And I said, but here's the thing. It's like, there's a card for my podcast. Just putting that out there. And I said, but here's the deal. I did not tell you that story so that I could give you my card. If you are, if you are frustrated or you feel manipulated, please give me the card back. That I don't care about. But that scene is what I wanted to talk to you about. This thing is business. And we're in Hollywood, so we have to do it. <laughs> but that was absolutely sincere and and he said oh he goes i i completely understand he took the card he mentioned that he thought the name was clever and well, uh, it is it is clever absolutely um so, okay so cloak and so. dagger i cried at the end cloak Where, and dagger with dabney coleman well because this is his dad at oh, the end i never saw it i haven't seen it since i was a kid oh, i don't really remember it sad so all right <laughs> this is all to say that I feel like between Into the Storm and If I Stay, we're being mean about Warner Brothers' August releases here. Oh, yeah. But uh, so uh, if you are if you're in need of a good cleansing, cathartic cry, you could do a lot worse than If I Stay. I'll say that. It'll work. You can't do much worse than Into the okay. Storm for, this, for these purposes. <laughs> Go and watch Millions. All right. So that's beside the point. Let's. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there because it had been much on my mind the past couple days. I do have a follow-up question about your situation. Is it? Did they say it specifically because you were a man? These yep. friends of yours, or did they say it because it's you? You don't. No, it wasn't seem about, like the type that would cry. I don't know why that's true. Um, if people don't know you that okay. well, maybe Susie, they you don't know me that well. Do I seem like the type of person who would cry at a movie? I guess I just told you that I was. Well, now, yeah, now I feel like you would be because now I know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I seem like the kind of person who wouldn't cry at a movie. I think I'm surprised every time a guy cries in the movie, which is that that's weird, too. See, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm, Why I'm, do we I'm still not, have this? I'm not mad that they cried or think that they're not a man, but I'm just like, oh, he's sensitive. That's nice. <laughs> Can I that tell doesn't you, happen very often. Last week, I teared up twice during one episode of Chopped on Food Network because <laughs> 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 it was the teen tournament and this girl was like had got to the next round. She was like, pri- you know, primed to be the grand champion. And she was like came from a family 
that didn't have a lot of money, and one of the prizes was a forty thousand dollars to forty thousand dollars toward culinary school. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot on the line for this girl. I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but every time someone posts something on Facebook, I'll watch like The Voice, a set mm-hmm. like a section, uh-huh. and then. It's very emotional, yeah. and I always end up tearing up. That yeah. and an, any type of animal story, a rescue animal oh, story, boy. or an animal rescuing somebody else, I cry. Yeah, all the time. There is. I, what every, about that? Uh, every season on Survivor, oh. they'll do the the loved ones visit. Oh yeah. And so the people on the on the island or whatever, they haven't seen their loved ones in a while. They're sleep deprived, food deprived, like they're pretty raw emotionally. And then they see like their wife or their husband or their kids. And they just lose it. And Jen and I, we lose it as well because you can't help but lose it when you see people just let loose because they can't hold, they cannot hold it in. It's just, it's all out there. Pretty great. Yeah. All right. So enough of that. We've all exposed our vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. It's time to get to know our guest. Absolutely. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you prepared yes. to be gotten to known? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that works. Sure. Um, so where are you from? Um, Fenton, Michigan. And where is that? Um, it's right there. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been away from the Midwest so long, I forgot about people from Michigan showing you on on their hand where they're from. It's like, uh, yeah, 40 minutes north of Detroit, 20 minutes south of Flint. Okay. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, kind of... East East Michigan. Okay. What Tiny, kind of town is it? I mean, like Detroit little, and Flint both have some bad uh, reputations. Yeah, um, it's like a little farm town. Okay. Things became really exciting when we got a Walmart. Sure. And then everyone lost their mind when we got a Target. So. Right. Um, what about fast food? What kind of fast food chains do you have there? Um, my first job was at the Wendy's. Yeah. That nice. was there. Wendy's, That's Wendy's, actually Wendy's no good. longer there. Oh. It's got torn down. But um, there's still Taco Bell sure. and um, there's a Coney Island. And uh, I think there's a McDonald's. Probably a McDonald's. There's a big boy. Oh, nice. Oh. Panera Bread. All right. <laughs> now, now there's Panera Bread. There wasn't before. There's like a good ice cream shop, Uncle Ray's. You know, Panera yeah. Bread is from St. Louis, mm-hmm. where I'm from. Oh, there you go. And it's called St. Louis Bread Company there. It wasn't until I moved to Chicago that I saw I was like, I recognize this font and the packaging and the menu, but this is a different name. It was very... Uh, well, we like have Hardee's. It's like Carl's Jr., yeah. but it's yes. Hardee's Same in St. Michigan. Louis. That's very strange. I don't know. I guess well, people. Don't, it's not like people here know who Carl is, much less his son. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, okay. I don't like, know. Why, why, they would, why they would change it. As opposed to St. Louis Well, no. Bread Carl's Company. Jr. existed and Hardee's existed. And then Carl's Jr. bought Hardee's. Oh, I see. So when, when I was a kid, and probably when you were a kid, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, because Hardee's didn't always have like the... Uh, the yellow star or whatever it was yeah. like it was a different it was a different like color scheme when i was a kid okay. and then carlos jr bought it but kept the name for everything like missouri and east essentially okay fair enough and then st louis bread company when they decided to expand they said no they one's said, gonna no one gives a shit that this is from st louis <laughs> yeah um but uh in fact it might be a detriment <laughs> exactly um people are gonna obsess it with that are gonna uh, uh you know uh, associate it with the john lauriquette sitcom which took place in st louis <laughs> yeah that's absolutely what they're gonna do i do see everyone just st louis bread company company comes to their town and they just shrug and be like St. Louis known for their bread. Should we eat? The, should we eat here? I don't know. I don't like it. But Panera isn't known for their bread. Panera's I guess. great. I mean, I don't know. It is pretty good. Yeah, I don't even like that kind of food mostly. Um, 
Okay, so you're from Fenton. Didn't know, did you grow up on a farm? Um, no, I grew up next to one. Yeah. Um, I grew up on 10 acres of nothing, really. Um, my dad planted all the trees that I grew up with. I played, I was the only child, so I pretty much played outside. I had a cat named Spencer, and I'd climb trees, and I would play uh, a lot of Barbies uh-huh. as a kid. But uh, my dad owned a recording studio that was in the basement, and then my mom was a nurse. Now, peeking so. ahead into the future here, okay. now you've uh, become uh, so associated with horror movies. When you were playing with Barbies, were you making them do horrific things to no, one No, but another? my dad's the one that, he, he had this notion that little kids love to be scared. Uh-huh. So my dad always took me to horror movies. Um, he would let me rent horror movies. He showed me, I remember Village of the Damned mm-hmm. when I was little. Um, he actually took me to see Pet Cemetery in the theater when I was little, and he would like, when I got a little older, he would pick up friends from the movies after we went to see a movie, and then there's like a graveyard right by the house, and he would always say that the car stopped working, and then he had he, <laughs> he would have to go get help, and then he would leave me and my friends in the car, and then we'd come back around the car, and he'd like make noises on the car, and oh, we'd lose our mind. It wasn't until I tried to, he left the key once, uh-huh. and then I attempted to try to drive the car, <laughs> that he stopped doing that. Wait, did you fall for this multiple times? Every you, time. You oh. I, every time. I remember he wanted me to like make friends with the gremlins in the basement. Like, go to their town. They, they want to say hi. Go. Oh, wow. After I'm a like, while, no. you yeah. We gotta get a new car. Right. This thing keeps dying right by so the cemetery. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I maybe he, I did love to be scared. Maybe I was like playing. Is he stoked that you do horror movies? I think so, yeah. I mean I yeah, I think so. I think he's stoked that I like want it like I'm doing what I want to do and not like a corporate job. Yeah. So because right. he's like kind of like that free spirit artist kind of guy. But um, I just wonder if he sees like you being in horror movies and is like at all. I think off. he likes it. Yeah. My mom <laughs> hates it. Yeah. She's just like, she paces and watches them. And she's like, no, no, oh, gosh, no, go just get them, Susie. Just go. Oh, I, I want to kill them. I can't watch this. Susie, I can't watch you just like get your arm shot. I can't watch this. <laughs> like she wants to go into the movie and like hurt them because, you know, they're hurting her little her yeah. little girl. Yeah. And she loses it. She really <laughs> hates him. So when did you start acting? Um, I think I remember getting blue jeans when I was three, and they had stars on the butt, and I remember saying I was going to be a star to my mom. Um, I was in dance class, but I think my first play was when I was 11. I was in the um, um, Alice in Wonderland, and I was just a lady, and I had one line, Your Majesty, did you bake cherry tarts today? And then I was downhill from there. I was like, this is what I'm going to do all the time. <laughs> and I would make, like, I got a video camera when I was 14, so I'd make movies, my whole life is actually on video. It's frightening. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I would just, any type of play, video camera movie with my friends. I had some neighbors, kids next door. We would always just make little music videos. And But my parents were very, like, you have to go to college. You have to, like, get an education. You have, a, you have to have a degree to fall back on. So I went to college for film school, which is just like. <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, Grand Valley State University in Michigan. Okay. I had like an MET, which is like a Michigan Educational Trust, so I had to go to school mm. in Michigan. And then once I graduated college, I just packed a U-Haul and came out here and didn't know anyone. I just did it. 
Did you have a, a specific concentration within film school? Like, did you do acting? I loved horror. Okay. I knew when I I knew I wanted to do horror movies, and I I still to this day I'm just like I. My whole thing is I just want to be successful in horror movies. I don't need to be like a huge famous actress. Like it's not like my goal to be big and famous. I just want to be like successful, yeah. and just to make money doing that, really. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know any other girl that I honestly am okay with being covered in blood in the desert for twelve hours running. <laughs> and I don't really know many girls provided that want to do that. Provided it's being filmed, not like in life. <laughs> Pro- yeah, well, in life, no. Yeah, provided it's being it's being filmed. So what were the Okay, so you, I mean, you were a horror person basically from the word go. Yes. What were, okay, so you mentioned Pet Cemetery and that sort of thing. What are some of the other horror movies that you grew up, not just as a kid, but as a teenager and that sort of thing, that you say, like, these are the movies that I wish I could be in? Well, I don't know if I want to be in Sleep Sleepaway Camp, but I re- clearly remember that as a kid, watching that, at the end especially. I think it was the first time I saw a boy's penis. Yeah, that's the one where it's revealed that it's... uh, Yeah. And I was just like... I remember my mom walked in at that point. She's like, what are you watching? She's like, Marshall! You let her rent this? Um, But, um, yeah, I think that and The Exorcist, Mm -hmm. I really liked. I mean, it scared me. I slept with my parents for two weeks and I was 17. Um, And then... um, I uh, the last house on the left. My mom told me never to go see, and of course I had to then. And um, I guess yeah, just I, I I guess I'm just fucked up in the head. Really yeah, messed up like movies. That? I don't like that movie though. Last um, house on the left. It's- I remember it scaring me. Um, I don't know if I would say it's like a, one of my favorites or anything. Um, but I I clearly remember like watching that. I remember watching some movie called Mirror or like Am- the Amityville movies. I really mm-hmm. liked growing up. Um, God, my cousins and I would just. I had three girl cousins that were like my sisters, and we would just rent horror movies after horror movies. And I'm surprised none of us are just more messed up in the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched them when I was like little. <laughs> like you shouldn't be watching these <clears throat> as a young child, but I was. I'm fine. I think I'm fine. <laughs> You seem okay to me. I think I'm fine. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I've seen a lot. Um, I liked, as I got a little older, I liked the um, 28 Days Later movie mm-hmm. a lot. I ended up liking zombie movies for a while. I wouldn't mind being in a zombie. I would like to be on The Walking Dead. That would be fun mm-hmm. if you want to cast me on The Walking Dead. I actually don't have that power. Um, I'm just saying out there in the <laughs> oh, world. Oh, I see. Into the uh, microphone. <laughs> putting it out there. But, uh, would but, you yeah. want to be a zombie or a survivor? Or a survivor who becomes a zombie. Uh, I maybe a survivor for a long time before I have to put on the makeup. Okay. To be, to be all gross. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It'll so, be memorable though. That's, it would. I, I and think speaking walking, of Walking Dead, she's in that the the bad the bad movie with Into the Storm. Oh I'm yeah, surprised. she sure is. It took me a while to figure out like who is this bland actress and how do I know her? Oh right, she was the bland <laughs> actress on Walking Dead. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that character that I couldn't... Spoilers, couldn't be happier, died. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, th- here's the thing. You said spoilers, but I don't know if you're spoiling The Walking Dead or Into the Storm. Oh, so who's oh, to say? Because right. I haven't seen Could either thing. Could be both. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in Los Angeles? Um, and you came straight to Los Angeles from... Uh, from college. But though, mind you, I did take a long time to graduate college because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I ended up graduating with like two degrees. I think I went to school for seven years. <sighs> But um, I just, I didn't know what I wanted. It was hard. I wanted to be an astronomer, and then the, I'm not good at math. 
And then when they talked about the universe expanding, my head exploded, and I just uh-huh. I couldn't handle that. Um, so that was too hard. But um, eight, I think eight years, seven, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. That ages me. But yeah, I think I think I'm on eight. I think eight. I think I'm gonna go with eight. Okay. How long um, I've been here. But you, uh, you still live in you live in a cool part of town, as um, opposed to me, who I moved to the valley. I, but moved, I, I moved to the cool well, part. Well, it's funny. I came out to visit a friend, and someone, um, my friend, was like, "Oh, you should try to like. You seem like a Silver Lake girl. You should try there." So I did. I my first lived in Silver Lake, and then um, the roommate situation didn't work out. So then I moved to Los Feliz. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it correctly, or Los? Uh, who knows. Um, That's live, how we say it. But it's wrong. Right, exactly. Um, and then I lived there, and then I got a place in Echo Park, and I've actually been in the same house for, like, five years now. Wow. So, and I like Echo Park. And I like, I have a little tiny one-way street. I know my neighbors. Mm-hmm. We have, like, the, the mayor of the street, which is, like, this drunk guy named Woody that always, like, would wake my roommate up to make sure she doesn't get a ticket on street cleaning days to move her car and hmm. stuff. But, uh, that's like do the right thing that's like Aussie Davis and do the right thing but yeah he loves me he's just like you're the most beautiful girl in the world and he's the mayor and he has like well, he my he has, a, he has a head like my headshot in his garage that I autographed <laughs> for him <laughs> oh that's fantastic he's a s- sweet guy just drunk all the time <laughs> like all but he the sounds time. like a pleasant drunk not he's a, a not, pleasant not drunk bullied. he's not mean he's not I mean he just he takes care of people every time like if I'm with a, a guy he's like who's this he's <laughs> like you you better take care of her she's she's my favorite <laughs> but yeah so okay so you're in Hollywood Echo about, Park Echo, pardon me I just mean in the in the <laughs> industry of Hollywood Tinseltown I like to call it I don't call it that La La Land uh, La La, 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 La Land Holly Weird oh boy you know I heard somebody I was you know, back in the Midwest, uh, it was probably a couple years ago, and somebody called it Hollywood, and I want to be like, really? Like, they meant it. And they meant it. Yeah, we say it ironically, although admittedly, it's kind of weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's for the well, same Well, Hollywood reason. is weird. Like, yeah, have you ever gone little, to, like, Hollywood strange. and Highland? Oh, that's Scary. the worst. It I is never a little go strange, there. Yet. But I used to live, oh, this is, this will be of no interest to anyone who doesn't live in the Los Angeles area. But I used to live in my first like three apartments for the first like five years that I lived here were in Hollywood. But they were in the part now. I don't know if you've noticed. Increasingly, there are certain parts of Hollywood that people who live there start referring to it as East Hollywood. I think specifically to say like we are closer to Silver Lake than we are uh, to the touristy part. Mm, yeah. But that it kind of annoys me that people say when people say East Hollywood, it's like. You live in Hollywood, or say like because I lived in one of the places I lived was in Little Ar- Little Armenia. That's okay. fine. Say say that. That's an established thing. East Hollywood is just a thing you made up because you wish you lived in a cooler, further east part. Admittedly, they are, in their defense, uh, there is a West Hollywood. There is a North Hollywood that is in no way attached. Uh, I don't think there is a. I don't think there is a South Hollywood. But so there's. It's already been established. There are two other things. Right, well, West and, Hollywood is a city unto itself. That's true. Which poly- and, and North Hollywood. No, North uh, Hollywood is a, it's still Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, but no one but thinks of it as like right. I even I even put my address as being North Hollywood, California, yeah, even and, though it's technically Los Angeles. And May will still get to you. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, and if there is something genuinely separating Hollywood from what 
these people call East Hollywood, at specifically like, oh, well, this is where people live, and this is where tourists come. If there's actually a almost a cultural separation, go ahead and say it. I don't care. Okay, I think I'm just judging people for their motivations. Like, they're essentially trying to front... Like they live in a cooler place than they do. Well, and or, the, or, or or here's what it, it actually is. Cause that, that makes it sound like I'm being mean to Hollywood. I think Hollywood's a fantastic neighborhood. Mm. And so when people say East Hollywood, I feel like they're trying to like it's almost a diss to living in Hollywood. It could also might they might want to be like for lots other Angelinos uh, a little more specific. They want to put their mind at ease and say, I live in Hollywood. And people are like, oh, Hollywood, that's kind of gross, right? And like, no, no, I'm sorry. I live in East Hollywood. It's a little bit better. Oh, okay. And maybe they're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll come over then. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm giving, I'm giving them a lot of benefit of the doubt. It's entirely possible they just want to sound cooler. Um, that's what I'm assuming. Um, so, okay. All <laughs> okay. that came about from me saying, you're in Hollywood. Yes. Uh <laughs> For about uh, eight ish years, it sounds like. Uh, so, what is what are some just, of the just first, shy of a decade? What are some of the yeah. first roles that you that you got? Did you specific? Did you go for basically anything you could, or did you say horror? That's what well, I want. Of course, to you do. went to kind of basically anything I could. But I ended up booking the first big thing I did was a, I guess a horror movie. I never talk about it because it's just not that great. Um, but it's called Where Is Amy Pressman? Okay. Um, and uh, what's the name of your character? Amy Pressman. Oh, where were you? <laughs> where did you turn? Did out you to not me? know that everyone was looking and like, for you? I, uh, it was it's, it was really a neat experience. It was fourteen days on the road. It was basically in an RV, and we went like all the way from Los Angeles to Yellowstone and back. Hmm. And um, I don't even know what possessed me to actually say yes to this because it was I'm the only girl, and then I'm stuck in an RV with two guys, and the filmmakers are two guys, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, sure. My mom's like, are you? This, but do you know them? Well, no, I just, I just got the part. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. It's paid. They're going to pay me. My mom said, but you might never come back. Title role. I don't care. I'm, I'm the lead. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's just basically about a girl who's unhappy with her family, and she starts on this vacation with her, her parents and her brother, and it's all found footage. Like, it was just all mm-hmm. done with, like, a mini DV camera. Right. And um, it's like the brother has gotten accepted to, like, this really cool film school, those parents are proud and they want to go on this like last trip and like the old Amy Pressman character is just kind of the black sheep. She like failed out of college. She's living back at home, doesn't really have any ambition. And they pick up these hitchhikers that they end up meet they end up meeting them at like at a campground, these two guys. And then they see that their car's broken down. So they pick them up and then instantly it's kind of weird and then all of a sudden the parents and the brother get murdered and they basically take me hostage and then it's like Stockholm syndrome. Hmm. She started kind of like becomes one of them or she like, she ends up killing and like, they end up just going like mad crazy through the desert and just being weird and it's all on film. And why are they shooting this? Why, why are the perpetrators <laughs> shooting this? I don't, I don't, I guess to make a movie, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was really fun. The two guys that they liked were best friends, but they weren't actors and that was really hard. And hmm. I literally was Amy Pressman for 14 days. I had to sleep. I had to wake up as Amy Pressman. Like everything, oh. kind of. I think the poor boys went <laughs> through terrible. Poor boys went through a, a mind fuck because they ended up actually kind of, I think, fighting over me. But I was trying to like act, but it it was just it was weird. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, it was fun though. I mean, we got to the Grand Canyon that everyone just did mushrooms. 
and I didn't do mushrooms because I I don't know these people. I'm not going to do mushrooms. But um, but yeah, everyone was like just on mushrooms and <laughs> strange. And the movie finally came out, and I was just remember watching, it going, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it just looks like home footage of. Uh, a bunch of people just doing a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> but they put, like, my... Um, I was missing for a long time all throughout Los Angeles. Oh. They, like, plastered oh. missing persons posters. And, like, they had, like, a MySpace... There you go. They had a MySpace page oh. of um, like, that Amy had and then her last entry on her MySpace page. And uh, Anyways. But, yeah, that was that was the first... So I your guess. face was all over Hollywood for a while. Yeah. I mean, I remember that was up at a coffee shop I worked at, and someone said, <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, um, these poor girl's missing. And I remember being like, <laughs> that's me. And she's like, ha, ha. She's like, it doesn't even look like you. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Because it's definitely me. Okay. But, yeah, so I don't know. I did that, and then I, I did the whole acting class thing, and. I struggled for, I mean, I'm still struggling. Everyone's struggling. But uh, I finally got representation not that long ago, so it's been a little easier. But well, I found everything. I suggest uh, starting up a podcast. This thing right. is a bad <laughs> <laughs> It works out great. But, uh, but yeah, so that, I think that. And then I did a couple short films and a couple other, like, little stuff. And then there, I, th- I'm looking at your IMDb right now. I think there's a lot of movies. Uh, well, there are a lot of things before Amy Pressman's. I don't oh, know God, if you're intentionally not I don't know. about that. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh, it, because who knows what they this are. This would be a fun yeah, journey. Let's, let's Night through. Chills? Oh, you God. A waitress? I was, but that was filmed in Michigan. Oh, okay. And I was actually assistant script supervisor, and the waitress didn't show up. Oh, okay. So I just, okay. I'm literally like... And it's Night Chills, like... The, the Dead of Winter is actually like a Dungeons and Dragons type film. Okay. Where a guy dies and then he comes back. He's a nerdy guy. No one likes him. Then he comes back from the dead as his Dungeons and Dragons character and wreaks like havoc on everyone that was mean to him. So you're a waitress, are you, like modern day, or are you like a barmaid? I'm like no, is um, modern day. Okay. Um, just um, um, what is what about seventeen thousand block? Oh, that's another thing in Michigan. I forget mm-hmm. what I did. In Michigan, I just played Your a nurse. That you don't even have a name on that one. I thought it was just a nurse okay. in like a, a scene. My mom was actually a nurse with me because she was on set as like the tech. So, because they needed someone to actually know where the tubes to, were supposed to go and mm. like how you're actually supposed to be a nurse. Um, so. Now, this one I've actually seen, oh, which wow. is uh, season two, episode three of Sleeper Cell. Yes. Which was a Showtime show that uh, wasn't very good, but I watched both seasons of it. And they you played filmed, a barista. Yeah, they filmed at the coffee shop I work at, and then I got to be a barista. Okay. Nice. Uh, Backyards and Bullets? Oh, that was a, a pilot. That's actually where I got my SAG card. Oh, yeah. Um, As Melinda's friend at number two. Yeah, I was an extra, and then it was a one of those new shows that never got picked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no. Now, I want to ask about this one. The, a short film called The Serial Isle. Now, was this the same barista from Sleeper Cell? No, but they love to make me barista or a waitress and things. Um, Yes, because uh, you played waitress on Monk as well. Yes. I don't know if that was the same waitress from Night Shows, though. Yeah, is this like a Falstaff situation (laughs) where you keep showing up in films, but it's all the same person? I feel like maybe my auditions are really good because it's kind of what I do in real life. So, like, oh, she's so natural. Let's pick her. Okay. Oh, because I do this all the time. First, First role on IMDb with a name is It's Always Smoggy in L.A. Oh, that's a web series. Okay. okay. Charlotte. 
yeah, that's. I mean, they were they were funny little like bits, like three minute long web series. This one was a funny one about a guy trying to create a a machine that could teleport you to different places and end up just teleporting people to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. It was cute. Fun. It was it was good. And then yeah, continue, at this point you all you have characters with names. This is something that Stephen Tobolowsky talks about. As you move up, your characters yeah. start to have names. Uh, you played Mary on in a thing called Exquisite Corpse. That's actually like I thought it was a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Um, it had. Um, I like the name. Uh, if you look on the that movie and it shows you the characters in it, Guillermo Diaz was in it. Oh um, sure, yeah. Um, Steve, who's the I think the lead guy. I think he stopped acting after that. But the girl Nicole Vicious, she's the lead girl in it. Okay. Um, and then the guy who plays the principal is the one I was telling you about from Deadwood, who's the uh, monster on the wing in Twilight Zone. Hmm. <laughs> um, I can't. Is Larry Cedar. Larry Cedar. Oh, yeah. yeah, there he is. I'm Facebook friends with him. Yeah, well, he's the monster on right. Twilight Zone. I didn't know that. That's yeah. very exciting. I know, right? Okay, well, this is so much fun. Are you? Uh, is this, this okay? Is great. Yeah, this is okay. I, I can't. Yeah. Okay. okay so talk- the corpse is actually really. That was a. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I killed with the frying pan. Spoiler. Alert. Oh, neat. Was it hot? I no. mean, in the movie, like it's supposed to be hot, right? But yeah, he's like cooking and. Then I get I get smashed. It's it's kind of a neat film. Like I don't know if anyone could find it, but it's kind of like a guy basically like brings a mouse back from the dead, and his girlfriend ends up dying. So he ends up like trying to bring her back, and every time he brings her back, she's not okay. So he has to re-kill huh. her and try again. Does he have to kill her with the frying pan though? But he just kills me with the frying pan. I'm not actually. Like, oh, you're he's not killing me because. Okay. Like he you has to get much. he has to get a serum that can only. Yeah, I guess during like ecstasy or orgasm, like you get this like serum. So he like he gives me it like ecstasy, and then I start getting all like, oh okay, and then he just whacks me. And that's then like he- that's like a sci-fi movie called Liquid Sky. Do you, does anyone know that no. movie? It's uh, these uh, aliens come down to Earth and they extract a certain chemical that is uh, produced when somebody reaches orgasm or or when childbirth. They do- or childbirth? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't do a lot of... Ch- it's all drugs or orgasms in yeah, this okay. film. Uh, and uh, so they extract it. Uh, and it's actually a pretty good, uh, trashy little uh, 80s sci-fi movie. I thought Exquisite Corpse is actually a pretty good movie. And that's, yeah, you know, that's the thing about doing like low-budget horror. Because I know a lot of... At this point, I know a number of actors and directors yeah. and stuff that work in low-budget horror. And even when they... You know, and they're not thrilled with everything they do. But when they are excited... It's hard to it's hard to uh, find that film so they can be like oh I, I did this yeah but it's still just as hard to find as the stuff that they'd rather people not know about and so yeah. um, but I'm sure you know but there's always I, I know I know one guy who often works as a PA and an occasional uh, uh, actor or whatever um, for these low budget horror movies that are so terrible that they they do not they're not released here at all. In any form. Yeah, they are released Exquisite, in the Philippines. Exquisite Corpse was in Germany, I think it was mm, released, okay. actually. It is not currently available for streaming. Or, okay. okay. Well, sorry, sorry, I was hoping that I could... I do have a copy, if you ever I guess, want to watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's keep moving through this. Because okay. uh, I like this character's name, Anahita, Ooh. in the movie oh. Good Satan. Oh, Good Satan. That was a, it's a comedy, actually. Um, you think it's a horror movie, but it's not. Um, it's about... Jesus is having a birthday, and the devil gets invited, okay. um, and I played the devil's ex-girlfriend, Anahita, I'm an angel, mm-hmm. 
And um, it's actually the guy who plays the devil is really funny. Um, it's actually a really good movie. That did come out. I think they actually released it in 3D as well. Hmm, huh. But um, that's actually, it's a f- that was a fun, that was a fun movie to do. It was different than a horror movie, so it was kind of neat. We filmed it at a big mansion. So at this point in your career, we'll, we'll stop along the way. Sure. Are you... Are you like excited with how things are going? Like you're getting um, consistent everything's roles? kind of no. Is there, I feel like acting sometimes is just it's not that consistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you got something, then you work on it, and then you're like, "What's next?" And then nothing for a while. So you go on a bunch of auditions, and yeah. nothing really happens. And I mean, I think I've booked like a few non-union commercials between these these things. But um, and but I, I was I, I was in class. So class always kind of makes me feel like I'm doing at least something. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who uh, his career is an interesting one because he's uh, an actor, and so and he gets you know significant roles. You in know, some Susie's things. an actor too, right? What's you that? say it like here's an interesting career. Maybe you haven't <laughs> oh, tried yeah. this out yeah. acting. Get my this friend. Guy. Is, yeah, this is my guy friend does. is trying to make money. <laughs> Acting, uh, but he is the voice. If you go to uh, if you go to Target or Walmart or whatever, and you pick up, they have both in uh, Fenton. I know it was a big deal, big, big deal. deal, right on Owen Road. But if you want Wendy's, you're out of luck. <laughs> Done. Um, Doesn't exist anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but if you pick up a a talking Spider Man action figure, you will hear my friend's voice. Nice. He is the voice of Spider Man for the latest uh, the latest films. But uh, he. Uh, he just put a thing on Facebook saying, like, hey, here's a, an Applebee's commercial where I, he's, he doesn't have any lines, but he's featured. And I, was, I saw him last night, and he just goes, he goes, oh, yeah, boy, that was a big, whew, that really helped me out. <laughs> like, just from a like, financial standpoint, that, like, things that, like, when it's what you do for a living, stuff like a commercial. Oh, which yeah. Anybody else would be like, yeah, but it's just a commercial. It's like, yeah, but it paid like the next two months of rent yeah i did a, a harris harris commercial mm-hmm. where i just walked through a casino with a couple girlfriends and yeah. i was like oh thank god i booked this <laughs> where did they shoot that in harris oh watch out in las vegas no in um some indian reservation in the middle of nowhere but they put me did up for like yeah they put me up for like a whole weekend it was wonderful and, and then i did you win i didn't win anything i actually <laughs> didn't even gamble but i did sing karaoke um but yeah, I was very excited to to book that. I was like, oh, I needed that. Whew, okay. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Um, I have two, I think. I um, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett mm-hmm. was like my main go-to. But now I've recently turned to Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Oh. <laughs> which I, I really have found. That's a great song. I, yeah. Legitimately, I love that song. I, That's a tough, like, do you have a good voice? Cause I don't. Jett, I don't think I really have it. a good voice, but I sang it once at the this bar called the Smog Cutter. Oh yeah, um, where it's karaoke every night, and the guy was like, "Wow, he's like that." I've seen a lot of girls come in here and do torn a lot. He's like, "But that was that was the best I've I've ever seen it ever." And my friend caught that on video because she was filming me mm-hmm. at the time. So it's actually like I think it's on video of him, him saying that. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to keep doing it then." That was, that, was <laughs> do that want, good. Do you want to know Tyler's go to? My go-to is, is the last song you'd think of. What? Why? I, I guess. I guess this is you thinking I'm the kind of guy who doesn't cry. I seem like the kind of guy who doesn't cry at movies. You seem like the kind of guy who's not going to get up and sing Werewolves of London. Oh, that's not necessarily a go-to, but it's oh, okay. quickly becoming one. Oh, okay. um, no, my go-to is The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Okay. 
but, and that one's especially fun because everyone knows the, the, the chorus. And so it's exciting because people will sing along with you. You, you can get yeah. the whole room singing with you, which is a, a lot of fun. And then Worlds of London, that one just happened at Podfest last year. And uh, I might do it again. <laughs> I just did, I recently did a, um, I think we're alone now by Tiffany, and I'm like, that was a good one, too. I was um, like, it's a good choice. Karaoke for me is very difficult, because I have, I think I have the soul and the heart so you cry. of a karaoke singer. Yeah, I, I cry. <laughs> um, but I have had to come to the term, come to terms with the fact that I really, really can't sing. Like, not just like someone who says, I can't sing, like, I really can't. So I really have to know my limitations. And so I usually end up going with... Uh, Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode oh, okay. because you can you don't have to sing that, that song yeah. that much and people like it when you do the breathing in and out part if you know that part of the song <laughs> when he goes <laughs> that part and people are like oh he did it so that always gets it nice yeah there's a uh, I've known David for 15 years now and uh, in that time I almost did a spit take do you, did you not think of that, that I, just, I, I, I hadn't, hadn't done the math yeah doesn't worry me or anything. <laughs> We're getting old, David. Uh, but yeah, and so, and you know, we were roommates at one time. And uh, yeah, David is is correct. I don't mean to be uh, insulting. I'm very limited as a singer. Uh, but I am specifically, too. David will, he'll mention a song, and I'll be like, I don't know it. He goes, oh, you know it. I'm like, I, it doesn't ring a bell. And he's like, and then he'll start to sing. I'm like, you are, if anything, you're making things worse. Yeah. Because now you're just confusing me. Yeah. Like, you... <laughs> I mean, yeah, one of them was like, um, what's the um, Concrete Blonde song, Joey? Like, everyone knows that song. I got nothing. And do you, you know the song? I would sing it, but I can't. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, You'll know it less if yeah. you start singing <laughs> But the chord is, Joey, I'm not angry anymore. It's an, it's an amazing song. And I was like, everyone knows the song. How do you not? I was like, singing it to you. I was like, how do you not know the song? And then, like, luckily, the internet exists. And, like, we pulled it up. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know that song. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> After I'd been singing it for 10 minutes. Yeah. You sing it. I'm like, is it a Johnny Cash song? <laughs> um, so before we uh, continue on, I actually did want to ask, because uh, this is something that I like to ask. Um, I mean, you know, if if you're a director, I like to ask uh, who are your influences as far as filmmaking. Do you cite any uh, any actors like that is that in, influenced me either to get into it or your acting style? Oh wow! Um, I have my favorite actresses, which is just terrible that she's my favorite because she's awful. But um, I just I, love her. Who's that? I love Melanie Griffith. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, she's I, not terrible. Yeah, I like, I like her. In the right role, she's pretty good. Milk Money. She was really good. Um, I liked Milk Money. Um, I've never saw... I never she's saw in another movie. movie, too, where it's really dark, where she does heroin. I can't think of the name of it, but I love that movie, oh, too. But, uh, Did you ever see um, Something Wild? I don't know. No. That's a great movie. She's very good in RKO 281. She plays Marion Davies, the uh, mistress oh, right. of William Randolph Hearst. She's okay. very good in that. I'm trying to think of someone I would... I would... Oh. And if the answer is no, it's, you don't have any. I don't know then. if I do. I want to say like I want to have one, but I don't know if I know there's girls out there that I'm just like they're taking my roles. Um, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's, let's uh, name but, some names. <laughs> but I always felt like those are like the roles. I feel like I guess not taking them, but the roles that I feel like oh, I could I could have played that. I could have played mm-hmm. that. Um, I would have loved to play Ben um, Natalie Portman in Garden State. Mm. Because I actually had that many hamsters, um, I just I, I like. Well, them. you had the room for them. I did have ten acres. Yeah, and I had all the little tubes, and I just, I had that room. She had all those hamsters, um, 
and I guess a little bit of Zoe Deschanel, though I don't. But she kind of just, we both kind of play awkward funny. If I ever have to do comedy, it's kind of awkward and okay. funny. I kind of play quirky a bit. Okay. But, um. Adorkable? Adorkable, maybe. I could see that. But um, for, an inf- I don't know, I want I want to have a really amazing answer. <laughs> I think Melanie Griffith is actually yeah. a cool answer. <laughs> it's, and it's very specific. Especially as a big, I like, you should, I can't believe you cite Melanie Griffith and you haven't seen something wild. You should totally see it. It's a great I should. movie. RKO two eighty one is lesser known, but uh, it was an HBO film about the making of Citizen Kane. And uh, as a movie, it's, I have seen it's that fine. movie. You haven't seen Citizen. I Kane? have seen Citizen oh, yes. Kane. Okay. I went to film school. There you go. Definitely saw that movie. That's the spirit. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people uh, get into film. I actually liked Citizen Kane. It's my. It is my. Up until recently, it was my favorite movie of all time, and then, uh, and then Robert Altman's Nashville bumped it out. Not because I had seen it recently, but I just started thinking about more about it. I think my favorite movie is The Goonies. You know, I was just thinking the other day that I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, I wanted to rewatch it. I love that movie. That and The Wizard. <laughs> Honest to God, are my two favorite movies. in a long time. Oh, the Nintendo movie? I love that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh so openly. I, I just love it. I was it. thinking of The Wiz, oh, and yeah. that's a different film. No, I remember I wanted my dad to rent The Wizard for me when he went to the grocery store, and he came back with The Wiz. And I was like, No. This is not this is not the movie I wanted. I would watch that car, movie and I would around. rewind it and then I would watch it again. Wow. I used to watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's back a good to one too. To and that's that's Honey I Shrunk the Kids is a movie that I'm afraid to revisit because I loved it so much as a kid I'm afraid that it doesn't hold up right. the way that like Willow doesn't hold up because I loved Willow when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's, Willow does not uh, hold it's up. Not, <laughs> not very good. Jen was watching Honey I Shrunk the Kids the other day and uh the special effects hold up pretty well, uh-huh. uh, and the story—it's fine. It's a kid's story, but I'll tell you—I'll tell you one thing. We were talking about crying in movies. The death of Auntie. Auntie will it? Yeah. It gets me oh, now. I forgot about I that. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah. Like never did you think this big, kind of slimy, gross-looking ant. The never do you think the death of it will make you sad. Uh, but boy, in watching it, like it tapped into like a deep. Thing for me, yeah. I was like, I have to leave the room. I have to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that. I think it does hold up. Oh, good, good. So should we get back to the movies yeah, let's here? Keep, let's oh, we're, sure. We're on the verge of the big one here yeah. for us, which is entrance. Uh, okay. So how did how did that come about? Um, I feel like um, well, I auditioned for Dallas for another movie called Land of Dust and Water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I got a call back. I was leery to audition because when I showed up, it was at a house and I was told not to not to do that. But then I was like, I saw other girls waiting okay. outside. So I was like, OK, I'll go. So I auditioned and then I got a call back. It was me and another girl. And um, I went back to Michigan because I remember being at home when I got the rejection email that I did not get the part. And I had I'd been drinking some wine and I was like, What? And I really felt like I'd gotten that part. It was this very like experimental film. There's no talking. It was like really weird. And like they, he was really excited about it. And I haven't like I hadn't met a director like like that ever really. That was just like I was like, oh man, I want to be in this movie because he's so excited. It makes me so excited. I just really felt like I got it and like we connected. And I I didn't. So I just waited and I read the rejection and I was like, this is stupid. And I've never done this before in my life, but I wrote him back telling him that he made the wrong choice. (laughs) And I gave him a few reasons why. And um, I was just like, you know, and I just I'm really bummed right now, man. And I remember just writing this and being like, it's just 
this is shitty. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm that character. Like, I don't know what you, I, okay. So if I could just be, and I ended it with like, I just want to be involved somehow. Maybe I can't be in the movie, but like, maybe I can help out or like just be there or I don't know. I'm just, I'm just bums me out a lot. Like I just shit. <laughs> and then I looked at it for a while and it's just this mess of an email. And I was just like, oh, I shouldn't send this. Fuck it. And I just hit send. <laughs> and then two days go by and I'm just sweating for two days going, that was, that was really stupid. Like I should not, you should never tell a director he made the wrong choice. I was really, that was dumb. Like, who am I? And then I got an email and he was like, Susie, we loved your email. In fact, like we, we have this little horror movie that we're thinking of doing. Um, and we would like you to be the lead in that, you know, when that comes up, we're going to call you about that. And I was like, oh, well, I guess it could have been a worse email. They could have like yelled at me and hated it and ended up not yes, it doing could have been worse than I love the email. We'd like you to be <laughs> yeah. the lead in the, it could be worse, I, I guess, technically. Yeah, I thought for sure that he, like I was done for, but he ended Never up in this town again. Yeah. He ended up. Just trash, like not like land. Land of dust and water, like fell to the side and not being able to happen. And then yeah. he ended up doing the horror movie instead. And there, there I go. And it actually, happen. I didn't think it would actually happen. Actually, and then when we were filming, it was such like a, a drawn out filming experience that I actually didn't know if it would ever come together or actually mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. like I would go and I would do a little bit here, and then two weeks later I'd come back and do a little bit more. But yeah. then it actually came together and. I got into a film festival and I was just like, what? Really? This never happened to me. And then I was famous for two whole weeks and it was awesome. (laughs) It was like Dallas and Patrick were famous. Like we were all like, I walked the red carpet with Matthew McConaughey and like Jack Black. And I was like, I remember calling my mom and being like, this is it. (laughs) This is it, mom. It's, it's happening. And then the two weeks ended and then I'm back to work at the coffee shop. So, that was crushing, but uh, but yeah, it, then. But not here on a podcast. Yeah, and then I know, <laughs> like in Dallas and Patrick, happened. and then and it still happens with Dallas and Patrick too. Like they they were really sweet. They they um they told me that like you without you we wouldn't really have a career, and um, we we will you will always be involved in everything we do, no matter what. Like if it's a small part, big part, you will be in everything. And they kept their promise because they when I did the pack two, they called. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, we want, we talked to the producers, we're like, we want Susie to do this one role. And they were like, yes, absolutely. So I was like, you guys, you guys mean it. That's rare. Uh, uh, what was the experience, though? I mean, I, it was drawn out, but actually yeah. filming uh, Entrance. Because it was it, great. The thing about Entrance, for people who haven't seen it, you're almost, in, you're essentially in every frame of the film. Every frame. That was their thing. They made me watch a Darnarski film. Brothers, something brothers. Like, Thank you. They made yeah. me watch a movie where they kind of do the same thing with this one guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I watched that and they're like, this is kind of what we're going for. Like, we want you always in the frame. And they also did it too because they had a limit budget. So it lim- like it took out a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So it helped them. But um, yeah, we, they were great. They, they work really well together and we would rehearse scenes. It was all improv, but it wasn't like, this is what's going to happen in this scene. Why don't you guys go? Like I actually hung out with Karen and Daryl weeks before filming so that we would be okay and like know each other and feel comfortable. And, um, Karen had never acted before 
that movie and she just they decided to do that movie just because she wanted to die on screen <laughs> um i believe she said she wanted she specifically said spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it i want to be stabbed in the face yeah that was a thing she wanted to happen in and it life. did it happened sorry guys out there who haven't <laughs> seen entrance but um but yeah it went i mean some i can't there's not a, a bad experience the only bad experience i could think of would be the um the night where it's like the one continuous shot yeah which was really long and mm-hmm. exhausting and i felt bad yeah. for mostly like jonathan margolis who plays um a character who laid on the garage concrete floor for oh, right. hours because he can't move because the shot has to be the same yeah and he was shivering like they would cover him up with blankets in between and that was probably the most brutal. And it was brutal because, like, I had the gag. And I remember running up those stairs and, like, like you can't... I'm snotty because I'm yeah. crying. So I can't breathe through my nose yet. I can't really breathe through the gag. And I remember just getting lightheaded and just being like, just make it to the top, Susie. Don't pass out because I'm going to have to do it all over again. Just make it to the top. Just make it to the top. But, yeah. So here we go. Here's, here's the situation. It's going to be awkward for everybody involved. Oh. Because we're going to be really complimentary now. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the thing is this, uh, Dallas and Patrick are, I, first off, I think it's a wonderful film all around from an editing standpoint, from the way it's shot and just the concept of it. Uh, so that's not, I don't want to take anything away from them, but they are correct when they say that you're a big part of why the film works. You know, whoever was going to play that role needed to be able to commit to all of it, especially there at the end. David, you've mentioned this. That it's a very physical performance at the end. Well, it's not verbal, even though you're, you're still making noises. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, it's very physical. And recently, I think a couple weeks ago, we talked briefly about the recent death of Marilyn Burns from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, wow. And how much I respect her performance in that because she just has to convey terror for 30 minutes and not have it get boring. Because it, it can, it can level off. Yeah, it, to me, it's. I think it's the scariest horror movie ever. But um, after entrance, after obviously after entrance, you know, I mean, we're in the middle of the city, David, <laughs> um, and so, and that is what your performance, especially there at that the end of that last take, that's what your performance reminded me of, is having to convey the uh, just pure terror, but have have there be like an up and down and trying everything you can, uh, and yeah, I think the performance is absolutely wonderful and not merely that you're you know on screen every, you know every moment but then that there at the end you have to convey this this heightened emotion take after take after take and and oh, wow. you know as david you mentioned the, the physical aspect of it mm-hmm. is insane and so i don't know it's i i love the movie for a number of reasons and like i said i think at the top of the show there are people that don't love the movie. Oh, they yeah, no, very, it's fine. They're they very are. open about not liking the movie. <laughs> I have friends who don't like the movie. <laughs> it's it's a different type of horror movie. It's not for everybody. I'm okay with it. But even the people... Uh, we've had critics on this show, incidentally, that have been uh, very vocal about not liking the movie. Let's not um, talk about them. We will not talk about <laughs> them. Um, but, uh, but that's the thing. But even, to my knowledge, everybody that has, even when they're negative... Everybody singles out. Still a good performance by Susie Block. Like everybody acknowledges that's that really that's an nice. achievement. And so, thanks. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to maybe say maybe it was from just like I'm not 
just bringing being brought up like watching horror movies and just because I remember that exact like she had to perform till she got into the truck and even then she's yeah. like mm-hmm. just yeah, I mean like her eyes are really big and that's yeah. exactly who I thought of when I was hiding in the closet mm-hmm. in entrance because uh-huh. like she could like hear him so I remember like wanting my eyes to be very expressive yeah then, and I thought of her so yeah you know, it's you. You hear about like scream queens and that kind, of, and like the final girl and that sort of thing in in the world of horror. And you know, the, a lot of those movies tend not to have a tremendous like a lot of. I feel bad saying this, but they're not. It's not like in the bedroom. It's not like uh, uh, these these really deep, insightful, impactful, dramatic films. But that just mean people just mean that like they people don't take them seriously like they do these Oscar type movies. But that doesn't mean that for the actors and the performers, that doesn't mean they ha- they have permission to be less intense. And yeah. so somebody like a Jamie Lee Curtis or a Janet Lee or Marilyn Burns or something like that, like they still have to convey the same emo- you know, they still have to commit to their emotions the same as anybody yeah. in, you know, I, I'm trying to think of like I don't know. In the bedroom is the one I go to, or like little children, or like the works of Todd Field, or whatever. And Dallas and Patrick are really good too, creating the environment because I didn't go upstairs till I went upstairs, mm-hmm. so um, I didn't see, like I didn't, I wasn't, I knew where bodies were supposed to be, and um, but I didn't like it was coming across them, and like the people who did the special effects were just amazing, and everyone looked so good, and. Like Flo, who died in the kitchen. Sorry, um, spoiling this whole movie. Um, <laughs> she was so good in like giving me something back. Like the other actors were so good in mm-hmm. giving me something to go off of too, because it's it is exhausting. Like the doggy door was exhausting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I yeah, I thought they did a they did a great job in helping me perform for them. So. And so we will we will say uh, there's still more stuff to get to, but we will say that listeners, even though we've spoiled some things here and there, sorry, yeah. uh, if you haven't seen the film, it is available on Netflix, I believe, still, yep. right? Yeah. And so if you haven't seen it and you are, it is, a, I'll say this, it's quickly becoming a, a, a subgenre of horror. The slow burn, I think is what yeah, they yeah. call it, a slow burn, burn horror movie. If you like that kind of thing, seek out entrance. It's very, very good for a number of reasons. Yes. Uh, I, I loved it. it was my I, I, I recommend movie. watching it when you don't, when you know you're not going to have an interruption and it's dark uh, yeah. yes I agree like I really it's seriously like 85 minutes long right yeah. you can you can you can do it David what's next well also you should set aside time to go to tweakedaudio.com we forgot to do this <laughs> that's where you find earbuds they're really great earbuds we support them you go to tweakedaudio.com slash pretension you get one third off and free shipping tweakedaudio.com slash pretension sorry I forgot to do that earlier it's okay, okay. I want to get back to this IMDb thing because this is so much fun for me <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's fun for you yeah um, I can't I hope remember. it is I okay don't... you played Evelyn Carter in a short film called The Rule of Three. Oh yeah I just played a drunk who fell down an elevator and died oh you got, but you got a full name yeah I mean that was that was actually fun easy and fun that's about it okay I how, how, did they, how did they film the, the fall um, it was like lights and then I just kind of like they did a fake the fake elevator door mm-hmm. and whatever okay. and I just fall down the shaft fakely you don't actually see me fall or okay. anything okay yeah um, another short called Lifers you played Judy oh Lifers is directed by Mike Fitzgerald I'm saying his full name because he's a pretty awesome director and I've done a lot of movies with him now and I'm also doing a web series with him um, he has out now called Drug Deals okay it's like Drug Deals Gone Wrong I'm oh. in a cocaine episode 
we push the button a little bit on um, what happens in that episode. It's only three minutes. You guys, we want to watch it, but um, it's pretty gross. But uh, <laughs> but he's actually like, I did another movie with him, which I don't think is on there, called Dry Docked, and that was my first movie with him. And then these are all student films with him. And then I was in his senior thesis, if we were adults, and he's. I think he's he has something. I think it's going to name people are going to hear someday. Mike Fitzgerald. Mike Fitzgerald. Okay. He's good. He's funny. He's get he's he, he's good. I don't know. I'm I'm happy and proud to be in his stuff. So yeah. Um you played Valerie Holden in something called Pavement. Is that another web series? Oh yeah, that was 7 a, minutes long. So that was a web series. Um it was the first episode of a web series. We haven't done anything else. Um mm-hmm. I actually got to work with one of my childhood Actors that I really liked growing up, who was in Three Ninjas Kickback, he played Tom Tom. All right, I actually got to kiss him, and I was very excited because yeah. I was like, "I know who you are." Did you tell and your then, friends um, back home? I did, and then the other guy who plays, who's in that, his name's Juan. He was in a really good horror movie. Um, oh, it's escaping me, but it's on Netflix. It's about um, a ghost. It's like kind of like Ghost Adventures. They're kind of making fun of Ghost Adventures. Grave Encounters? Grave Encounters. Oh, right. It's actually really good. I really liked it. You guys, this IMDb thing is awesome. So, yeah. Um, it's on, yeah, Grave Encounters. The second one's terrible. First one's great. I think I can picture, like, the cover of the, of the second one, I think. Yeah, they go into, like, a mental institution, and, like, it's supposed to be haunted. And yeah. At first, you're kind of annoyed because it's very, like reality tv like they keep zooming in and out and you're just like oh my god but then once you're in there it's like this movie takes a turn you have no idea hmm. i liked it um this one has a fun name shangri-la-la you played nancy in an episode of shangri-la-la the that's, episode is called we are all pregnant that's a web series <laughs> that was a, i was not i was not the pregnant one um so the title's a lot yeah i've been the told. title implies that everyone is but, all pregnant but some it was like a it was about um like a little little community, hippie community. So one of us was pregnant, so therefore we're all pregnant. Oh, okay. I see. We have to, we eat like her, you know, she's, we're all having the baby. Hmm. Um, you played a nurse in a movie with a pretty badass poster. It's called Billy Club. Oh, yeah, Billy Club's That's great. pretty oh, cool. Awesome. The director, right Drew Rosas, actually directed a movie called Blood Junkie, which I saw at That's a, a random name. screening. It's like an 80s throwback movie. Yeah. Awesomely done. Huge fan went up to him and I was like, I want to be in your next movie. Like, so bad. And he was all, like, he was almost like done filming Billy Club, but then there's like parts of the story that were missing. So he's like, I have an idea. Do you want to be, do you want to be in it? And I was like, yes. But that's done really well in film festivals. Like, it's won oh, audience awards. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like a 90s, so he keeps moving up a decade in his horror movies, but his movies are really fun. <laughs> Blood Junkie and Billy Club. Great. Uh, if We Were Adults? That's Mike Fitzgerald's okay, other okay. movie, which is really good. Uh, Wonder Valley? A Wonder Valley I've never seen. You played Christina. It's a horror movie about a girl who goes camping in the desert to find out that her boyfriend is actually her brother, and she's the daughter of cannibals. Whoa. All right. And I believe uh, friends of the show, Jason Eakin and Josh Long, worked at yes. uh, PAs. On yes, the Jason. Yes, okay, I yeah. know exactly the blonde. Yes, we got. Is blonde? Yeah, he's I think blonde. he's blonde. Yeah, we so. actually got the car stuck in the sand. I think it was his car. Mm. <laughs> Filming that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Small um, world. Small world. The Aztec box. Oh, is it really? Can I? 
that, that movie, I'm fine. I don't care. That movie was the worst experience, worst movie I've ever been in. Uh-huh. I'm just going to flat out say it. Like, it was just really, like, oh, it was a really tough, it was grueling, and the director was, I don't, you know, he's fine, I'm sure. But I just <laughs> didn't really have the best time ever. I'm trying to be nice. It's not, I mean, I saw the movie. I went and saw it because it got into some festival. I don't even remember what festival. And um, I don't know how it got in. <laughs> um, but I got to be possessed, which is what I really wanted to try to do. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been done better. Um, it just has a lot of flaws. Like there was no, there's no really big crew. So like there's no timeline. Like wardrobe was like our wardrobe and like trying to keep tabs of like what we filmed when and like, he kind of would go off script, like we would learn our like what we thought we we're filming that day, to not filming that at all, and said we're going to film this. Oh, okay, it's just very. Hmm. I mean, it was he's a computer programmer who wanted to make a movie yeah. to make money. Oh, uh, okay. So it's kind so of probably, like it's kind of like Paranormal Activity meets Indiana Jones. But not done well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Kobe Estek. I'm Box. sorry Everybody to speak bad. That's probably bad karma of me. But it was just the people that worked on it and the friends I made were amazing. But and you guys still get together to this yeah, day. Yeah, I actually have like worked with the sound guy on numerous things. Like I've actually like told people that he's great and like we the actresses were great. The other actors were great. We I think all of us as a collective of a group were just. Overworked and underpaid. What about American Mummy? I haven't seen that, but that's done really well, believe okay. it or not. It's a 3D movie. It was actually shot in 3D with 3D cameras. Um, it recently. What's that experience like? Is that ch- does that change the way you um, make the movie? It's a it little bit because like the way you kind of move on camera, hmm. there's certain specific things that he, the, he wanted done so that it looks... Yeah, so that's like jutting towards the camera and stuff right. like that. Um, but um, it went to Perth festival in australia and won and tied audience award with this under the skin the scarlett johansson oh, film. Wow. Oh, they wow. tied as best film audience award film i have yet to see american mummy because it is in 3d so i don't have a th- i don't have a way to watch it and the director keeps promising us he's like you guys will get to see it, it it's in a mexican film festival now in mexico why aren't you I, done it right <laughs> why didn't i go to australia i don't know but um that sounds awesome. I it that that movie was really fun. That was in the desert and it was Running, neat. Covered in blood for twelve hours. Yeah, and they had like these weird cranes <laughs> where like the, the cameras with the camera looked like Wally. Uh-huh. And um it would like swoop down and I all of us were you just be I, I love making movies because like you just go to camp for like two uh-huh. weeks and mm-hmm. the rest of the world just fades away and it's awesome but then you come back and you're behind all, all the TV shows that yeah and then real <laughs> life hits you too you're just like I was okay <laughs> um, TV uh, I'm, gu- I'm guessing a web series called horror show yes you played various um, yeah there's um I we haven't really I did one episode where I played. Something for care, like Bloody Carrie is Bloody Carrie. We're like kind of like Bloody Mary, but it's Bloody Carrie. It's just like little funny skits okay. that are gross and like scary okay. type of bit. Uh, now we're into just the upcoming projects. Fourth oh. Stringers. 
Oh, four stringers was actually my friend Maria must have put that on there. So my friends and I got together. We we were feeling uncreative. We wanted to do something fun, so we put together a little web web series and we filmed like the pilot episode just as fun. I think we're going to actually screen it next month. But um, basically, it's a bunch of people who are so underachievers they can't do anything right that they're not the second string nor are they the third string they're just the fourth string like they're just major fuck ups in the world and um, the pilot episode is us trying to make money trying to go viral (laughs) it's silly it's just us being silly with friends and like I get it was great like just something to do Mm -hmm. right, because we could Um, Pester Pester is um, just got into the I probably shouldn't say that (sighs) I don't know if I can say it or not. Got into a film festival. Okay. I won't say which one yet. Um, Can? I assume it's Can Film Festival? Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. Is it Um, Toronto? You can't say. I can't say yet. Um, Sundance? Maybe. Okay. I got into a film festival. I play um, a nurse, but I'm edited out. So you won't even see me. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Oh, The Pact 2. The Pact 2. Yes. That is the sequel to the movie The Pact, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. If you watch that... You will understand why Dallas and Patrick were asked to direct the sequel. It's a very similar style of theirs. Um, really fun movie. I and, don't want to spoil that at all. Um, did you get to work with Patrick Fischler? Because I'm a fan of that guy. Um, he did. He, yes. I You're did. not a fan of him? No, I am. But I did get to work <laughs> with him, but it, like, I, I don't want to spoil the movie. Okay. So, um, but, um, but yes, I, I did meet him, and he was... He was like, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm like, I can't I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> this is amazing. And then um, the guy who plays um, the good looking guy in that movie, I can't remember his name now. So, well, but he let, was, let he the was, record show that you're saying that Patrick Fischler is not the good looking guy. He is guy the good looking guy, but there's like a younger good looking guy that was in uh, a Scott t- Michael Foster? Yes. He was in some um, TV show called The River. No, the, it's a, a series of, um, um, well, what's when you go to college and you go into sorority? It's like a sorority show. Greek. Oh, he was Greek. Greek. Yeah. And he was, was really cute show. on Greek. And then I met him and I was like, oh my God, hi. And he's like, I saw entrance. You're great. I'm like, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sweet. then finally, House of Darkness. Oh, not, um. I mean, this is not. This is Mary, not the same Mary from Exquisite Corpse. I'm no, assuming. different Mary. That? Um, that's a okay. that's a in the works. Like I think it, we haven't even started filming, or the whole okay. cast is oh, put okay. together yet, or anything. Sounds to me like you're playing a character named Mary. When th- that yes, time, when the time when the comes, time comes okay. I'll be playing Mary. Well, and this, then um, there's Masters of Sex, which is oh, and Monk, which was you skipped. I no, I mentioned Monk. You did I mentioned that you were you played waitress and oh yeah, yeah Monk. Thing. And then Masters, Masters of Sex, Sex is not on here. I just filmed Masters of Sex um, for season three? season two. Season, oh, I'm in episode one? seven. Okay, which brings up something, uh, and I know that we should probably start wrapping up, but something that yep. uh, you and I were talking about before we started recording, and you know, I, I want to be careful around this because it's a touchy subject. So okay. In the world of horror movies, there's going to be a lot of blood, uh-huh. and there's often nudity. Uh, and you you were talking about with Masters of Sex that you were excited because you were going to play a character that was going to be naked, but they actually canceled that, and uh, you're still in it. Yeah, but you don't you weren't required to be that. But I don't know if I was excited. I was excited to book Masters of Sex, and I was like, I was okay being naked right. for them because it's showtime, and I was like. 
and that's and that's my question. It's something that we don't get to talk about very much on the show from the perspective of the performer. Uh, like we talk about it in theory about like well what we are okay like what we think is a good philosophy behind like on screen nudity from the part from the point of view of the director, but like. On the part of the performer, you know, you and I were talking very briefly, and then I said, "Oh, this is this is you know podcast fodder as always." Um, you know, like in a lot of horror movies, there's they seem almost you know exploitative when it comes to like nudity. Oh, yeah. and stuff. I mean, is that a thing that you are okay with? I mean, you grew up with horror, so clearly this is not a new concept for you. I think. Um, I remember I've I've lost a lot of roles for not wanting to be naked. Um, and I'm okay with that for horror movies. Like, I never wanted to be in a low-budget horror movie where I was just running and a twig caught my, my shirt and, oh, my boobs fall out. <laughs> um, I wanted there to be a purpose for it. I always think there needs to be a purpose. And if a director can talk me through an actual purpose of why she's naked and why it needs to be seen, mm-hmm. I'm willing to hear it and like be like, oh, okay. Um, but if they're just like, well, it's just like, you know... Um, like it's just it's just that's just what happens, and I'm just like, well, that's yeah. just that's just not going to happen. Then you can go get like someone else. I had a friend who did a horror movie, and his two girls didn't want to get naked, so he just went and got boob doubles, which hmm. I think is fine. Like I would be okay if you know you thought it was me. Oh. If I could like maybe pick out my boobs <laughs> and See, my butt. So much I want to because we just often said we want to do this as a topic for an episode so I feel like we should like anytime you want me to come back well, I, yeah, I want to have you back to talk because I have more questions about that but I don't want to I want to I want to have a, sure, this yeah. be a topic that we talk about at some point yeah. um, but it is a, it is a genuine but so it is a genuine concern for you because I know a lot of people would say I just don't want to hey, put it all out role. there on the table yeah. yet I guess yeah. but Masters of Sex was like it was a nude role, but it was just topless, and I was like, okay, you know, it's showtime. It's showtime. Like, I feel like I'm not going to, uh, they're just going to go the next girl in line, and like, I, it, I want I want to be in the TV show, and I want, I mean, I was. They also have a, a first season you can watch and, and say, like, and it's like okay, a, they And it's do a it right. legit show, too. Like, right, I right, feel right. like it's not just, not just like some dude from college who wants me to get naked in his dorm room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I ended up like not having having to be, which I feel like even makes me respect the show more because the director could have had me be uh-huh. naked, but then realized it wasn't needed. So he was like, "Okay, we don't. I didn't have to get naked." Yeah. As which, opposed to something like, admittedly, I've only seen the first episode, but Game of Thrones, where right. up until recently, based on what people have said, up until recently, uh, the it was well, if we can, we will. And yeah. Sir, and you know what? Based on the only episode I saw, uh, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> um, but you know more about the show than I do. I'm like, yeah, Game of Thrones is okay. I don't know what do you want me to say. Oh, that's right. Well, it's just okay. <laughs> well, I forget what I forget what your opinion of like the way they've they've used nudity in the. I past. don't know that I have one. Okay. Sorry, I feel like you put me on the spot. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't. I didn't come prepared with my opinions <laughs> on Game of Thrones nudity. You have opinions on Game of Thrones, just yeah. not the nudity. Part. Well, there, I mean, there's the one scene in like season one that everyone, I think it's in season one that everyone points to as like the sex position scene because it's yeah, just yeah. like, all right, we're gonna give Aiden Gillen a bun- a big speech, so let's have two girls having sex right in front of him yeah. to make the scene this long exposition speech a little more lively, and that was yeah. kind of that's stupid. I think they they rightly caught a lot of flack for doing it that way. Yeah. Well, you could. Uh, 
You could write the scene better. Ah, <laughs> right. Who has time for that these days? Come on. Time is money. Um, yeah, so that's that's very interesting because that is, like I said, that is a thing that, especially in the world of horror, it is kind of assumed yeah. um, that that is going to be a, a thing that could be asked of you. And, so and I think I've actually, done pretty good, to be quite honest. Turning to down not roles, have, that's, that's interesting that you would do that. I mean, yeah, I there's... But that's not a just not judgment. worth it. What was that? You're not saying like that's interesting. Like no, no, no. I'm saying that's interesting. I mean, I feel like I, I didn't turn down like. I mean, if it was the director, just needs to give me a reason, and I guess none of them have been able to. Like even mm. Dallas and Patrick were like, it's not really needed, and like because there's a sex scene and entrance and a shower yeah. scene. Yeah, so they're both mm. like, we actually don't we don't need to see anything, and I was like, oh, that's okay, great. Yeah, that's. And, yeah, I mean, and I they could have, and they could have, like, and they probably could have. I mean, I imagine I probably would have talked talked me through it, and mm-hmm. I've been okay. I just really, I just need like a purpose. It's like when you, you just need a purpose. It's like there's no purpose, and you just want my shirt to fly open. Yeah. No. I like the I like the caught on a twig scenario. Yeah. Oh, no. just oh no. Oh, there goes my boobs. I, I it's I because I'm running. thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake where she's just like that whole movie. She has her shirt open yet her boobs aren't coming out. Like somehow it was taped. The the remake one. Is I didn't it? see it. I didn't see it. Oh gosh, drove me nuts. Because <laughs> you really just wanted to see her breasts. Yeah. It's like away. you know, it, I I could. F- it's like yeah. just give them up already. Like you pretty much have given them up. Like there's no way you're fighting this monster and you're tied up and they're just the shirts just like just it's obviously stuck there with some double sided tape. This is the perfect place to end this episode. <laughs> this was a blast. Absolutely. Oh, because thank you. luckily you're still young enough that we could go through your IMDb. We've never done that before. By the time you'll be back, we won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah. Because you'll have all a, these more roles under your belt. I'm hoping. You'll be a big star. Big, huge. <laughs> um, huge. But uh, this was uh, so much fun for me. I had um, a lot of fun. Thank you. Listeners, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. That's where you find this podcast and all the other podcasts in the Battleship Pretension fleet, uh, as well as all of our movie reviews. And you can email us at david at battleshippretension.com or tyler at battleshippretension.com. You can find, uh, you can follow, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the pretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at More Lessons. That's the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, which is at morethanonelesson.com. What's going on over there? Well, uh, we're continuing our uh, our Best of Pictures mini-sode series. And uh, this week, the episode isn't so mini because we are, appropriately, we are talking about a super, a super long movie, Titanic. Oh, uh, right. Talking about whether or not it deserved to win Best Picture. Uh, and uh, the conversation's uh, very good because that's a film that is maybe not so much anymore, but certainly at the time and for a few years after, much maligned and people are like, oh, come on, it didn't deserve to win. And so by actually exploring like, well, okay, well, let's look at its pluses and minuses, uh, it turned out to be a very good conversation and a fun one, especially when you put it in perspective of the other movies that came out that year. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of that, mean, that minisode. I liked it a lot. So that's at morethanonelesson.com. Uh, my other podcast is the TV uh, discussion podcast. It's called Hey, Watch This with Paul and David. And this week, Paul and I are talking about the uh, premiere of Happy Valley, the BBC show that is uh, showing up on Netflix this week. And uh, this week's episode of Married on FX, uh, which I'm really enjoying. So that's where you can find us. Susie, where can people find you on the Internet? Where can people um, find your work? I am on Twitter, Susie Block. 
I have Facebook, Susie Block. You can follow me on that. Instagram, <laughs> Susie Block as well. Um, it's S-U-Z-I-E-Y-B-L-O-C-K. Made it up in the fifth grade. Just sort of stuck. Um, look at drug deals. That's probably the, like what's up the newest thing right. out right now. And then the pack two coming out. And then obviously Masters of Sex. Yeah. This season, episode seven, I believe. All yeah. right. And obviously, of course, Entrance. Netflix entrance entrance well get the dvds so you can listen to the commentary oh yes yes we do yeah there's a commentary with us too but you guys i have listened to it ours ours is probably better right it is a little more interesting than ours (laughs) (laughs) i did listen to yours and it's just like patrick i get it you have a loud laugh yeah there's a lot of of course i love patrick a lot of drinking during ours (laughs) (laughs) all right so the you guys you listeners you have all your uh, action items indeed all the things to do on twitter Mm -hmm. and all the things to watch so um thank you for listening we'll get you next time Bye. bye bye This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.